Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're very welcome to Monday afternoon's late lunch on LMFM Radio. Nihe Lana Guiha, Lana Scullub, Louise. Nihe Lana Guiha, Lana Scullub. I agree. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No. It's Something old, to do with the storm, is it? Yes, it's an old Irish saying. Oh, Guiha's wind. Yes. Very good. Yay. Oh, you see, I, I think Coming you know this. Come on back to me. I think you know this. The windy day is not the day for thatching. That's what that means. Nihil on the Guihil on the Scullop. It's so true, you know what I mean, to be prepared. Uh, anyway, that was some blow last night, yeah, wasn't it? It really was. Oh, one of the roughest nights I remember in years and years, I have to say. Thank God the tunnel is still there. The greenhouse is in one piece and nothing else to report. I was lucky. Uh, you weren't mm-hmm. so lucky. No, I lost electricity. And only back, mm, isn't it, in the last short while, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Thousands of others like you as, as well. And trees down, of course, that were weak and they fell over and other things happening the as trampoline well. trampoline is still in the garden. Oh, well, that's not so bad. <laughs> I saw a picture of one up on the roof of a house. Oh, it was yeah. actually lifted wow. up and up on the roof of the house. It was incredible. And uh, last night, I have to say, I was talking to a guy earlier on. Uh, he's too shy to join me on the show. He was telling me he's in the culinary, but Cullen managed to boys over across the fields town. I think after six o'clock last night, they got some rush or something, tornado or a, a mini cyclone or something like that. And uh, it really did rock the houses I believe mm. it was for maybe it's just you're in a, a path of a particularly nasty you know Small. yeah something like that as well but anyway if you've anything to report from yesterday or last night do let us know we always love to hear from you 086 658 by WhatsApp or text gets us to the show we have a hairy moment a January story we have a great one haven't we today Louise we do yeah a thousand euro to give away to one of you for your hairy moment story more about that and on let's say hello to my first guest today huge feature in the Sunday world on our and uh, she's from Tully Allen in County Loud and she has a story. Amy Campbell's on the line. Afternoon, Amy. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Amy. Thanks for joining me on the show. Well, let's talk about your story. Well, first of all, wonderful Irish dancer, nationals, the world championships, fit as a fiddle, <laughs> not a bother on you. Was there in your <laughs> teens and early 20s? No. Yeah, no, no. I was perfectly fine up until then. What happened? The first thing was Crohn's disease. When did you? Uh, when did that happen? So I was diagnosed with Crohn's in 2013, um, literally like two months after I turned 18. So it was a big surprise. <laughs> ah, I'm sure it was. W- was it difficult to adapt and live with that or could you live with it? Um, 
it, at the start, it was very difficult because no treatment was kind of working for me. Um, but I ended up having emergency surgery the same year in the November. And since that, it's been pretty much OK. It's been under control. OK, so so that's under control. And you've, you, yeah. you, you, you believe at that stage I've dealt with a major health trauma in my life. But not so because yeah. 2013 rolled on and it came to 2017. What happened in 2017? So in 2017, on the 2nd of June, um, I was actually travelling home from Portugal um, from a holiday with my friends. And on the plane, my legs just completely went. Um, I had no feeling in my legs. I was just out of absolute nowhere. Like, um, So when I got off the plane, we went straight to the hospital. <laughs> and um, it took like a couple of days, but... In the end, I was diagnosed with FND, but by the the time that I was diagnosed, I had actually lost all power in in all four of my limbs at that stage. Um, So it took like about four months. I stayed in hospital then and recovered from it. Um, The only kind of thing is with FND, you can like have remission and relapses. So, yeah. (laughs) I've never heard of this, I have to tell you, until mm-hmm. I read your story, to be honest with you. Functional neurological disorder, but it appears it, it is reasonably common. So you, you, you lost uh, the, the feeling in your legs, moving over your arms as well. Has that come and gone? How are you today? What, what have you, you know, in terms of ability? Yeah, so um, after the four months in 2017, I started doing pretty well again. Um, and I was almost back to normal. Like I'd have like a couple of months where I'd be suffering with like gastro symptoms and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until July of 2023 there that um, it happened again. Um, this time it's in my legs and my left arm. Um, I also have a super pubic catheter so I've been I've had that since 2017 when it first started so I have a lot of problems with my bladder and pain and Mm. all that kind of stuff um so that's still ongoing I also have seizures um and at the moment as well I have a feeding tube um because I have swallowing difficulties Amy oh Amy (laughs) my god almighty Life is not fair, is it? It really, really isn't. In the name of God, a young woman on top of the world with everything going for her and then it begins in 2013 and and here you are today in 2017. So, look, from what you describe and our listeners obviously understand, you need help every day. You can't do for yourself. Yeah, so I spent four months in hospital there from July to November And when I was being discharged, the plan was that I would have follow-up healthcare assistant at home, just, you know, because I can't do anything for myself. Um, So we've, my social worker in Beaumont and my team have applied for um, healthcare assistant, but we've been turned down so many times by them. Um, They're you know, they've got all sorts of excuses, but the most recent excuse is that I don't meet their criteria. Um, but, yeah, so unfortunately, if I can't get a healthcare assistant, then 
I'm going to have to take up somebody's place in a hospital bed, you know, because I can't do anything. <laughs> what, what What is the criteria? Are there a lot of criteria? Can you let us in on those? What What are the criteria they're saying you don't meet? So, first of all, they said because I'm under 65 and I don't have an intellectual disability that I can't get any care, basically. Um, now they're just generally saying FND isn't in their list, so I, that's why I don't meet the criteria now. So, my, this doesn't make sense. They're they're quite stringent criteria. You have to be over sixty-five. You're only a young woman. Come on, yeah. and <laughs> you, you don't have the other, um, the other you mentioned there either at, at this point. Um, and and please God, you never ever will. Um, I. I, I, I I'm just lost. I really am lost. Now, look at it. Let's pay, let's tell the people where you are. You live with your mum and dad and uh, your partner. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But I do know that your dad works full time, your partner works full time, and your mum is there. But I know she looks after two other family members as well. So it's you know she doesn't have all day to give to you. Yeah, it's it's very difficult now. Um, I have to get up like about two hours earlier before the girls come in the morning so that's about six o'clock so that you know my care needs can be met before the girls come in yeah and then for the day i'm kind of just sitting on the sofa because it's too busy in the house to do anything else you know yes um but that's why we were only just hoping to get uh, an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening help a bit of help out for mom you know because I'm a grown woman and it's hard to like lift me up and everything so mm, mm. so you're basically looking for an hour two hours a day one in the morning one in the yeah. evening and that's it you're not looking for the world that would make a, a huge difference you're saying to me oh absolutely yeah huge doesn't seem like much to me sitting here today trying to rationalise this and from what you tell us about how you're fixed with symptoms and everything at the moment, surely, surely we're not saying that you don't come in to the criteria. You know what I mean? The criteria sound odd to me. What's the story? Is that it? Have you been turned down flat? Is there no other way of going about this and seeking assistance? Um, So we, when they first came back at the beginning of December, we turned to our local TDs. And now I have to say, fair play, Jed Nash has been really helpful um, in helping us. But the HSE have actually refused to speak to Jed Nash. So this is why we've turned to social media, because my application has gone a full circle around the HSE and has returned back to Beaumont because nobody will take responsibility for it. So that's why we've had to go through uh, the social media route. And you've had some reaction, I know, there as well, because this is is puzzling to say to say the least. It it really is. It must be shocking, frustrating for you, coming from your background of being so active. I say again, a wonderful dancer, all you got on with in your life to be now just grounded. You you know what? I don't have to remind you. Yeah. You are grounded, aren't you? That's it, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really tough now. Like, um. Sometimes I'm just sitting there kind of willing myself to move, but my body just isn't doing it for me, do you know, that kind of way. But 
Um, yeah, it is. It's very tough mentally as well as physically. Yeah, and this FND, Functional Neurological Disorder, it affects how the brain actually sends and receives information to the rest of the body and that's uh, what, what you're dealing with at the moment. What's yeah. the prognosis with this? Is it, you said to me there it can sort of come and go. Yeah, so uh, um, some people that get FND, they might just only ever have one flare-up in their whole life. Yeah. Other people are a bit more complicated, and unfortunately I'm in that bracket. But um, yeah, it, you can have like relapse and remission times. Um, unfortunately, at the moment, this is gone, this is the longest relapse I've ever had, and at the moment there's no sign of improvement yet, so we're not 100% sure what way it's going to go, but I have to stay hopeful. <laughs> the one way it's got to go is you've got to get help. You've got to get assistance. Yeah. You're crying out for yeah. it. You really do need it. And, and you know, for you mentally, in terms of, you know, getting up every day and get on, getting on with life, this is a struggle. Yeah. I'm listening to you. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm sure all our listeners do this afternoon. Is it, are you on medication at the minute, or, or you know, or what do you take? Does anything alleviate? No, yeah. no. Does anything alleviate um, symptoms? No. Um, yeah. So basically, what um, you can do for FND, no treatment for it. The only thing you can treat is the symptoms. Hmm. So I'm on a lot of medication because I have a lot of gastro symptoms. I've a lot of pain, so I'm on a lot of pain meds. And then I've had an epidural put into my spine to help with the pain as well. Um, And then I'm also on kind of medications which help the brain to kind of relax a bit because with FND, your brain is kind of nearly in overdrive. Mm. So um, I am on medication for that as well. So I'm on quite a bit, yeah. (laughs) So really, at the minute, you're really restricted in what you can do, and I presume, like, is going out yeah. or socialising or doing anything much actively in life. There's none of that possible, is it, at the minute? No, not from Monday to Friday. <laughs> um, Saturday, I can get about because my boyfriend will be home to give give yes. us a bit of a hand, but I can't spend long out of the house anyway because of pain. So it's a bit of a, I don't know, a situation. <laughs> yeah, for sure it's a situation. So you have some help at the weekends, but Monday to Friday, so you're looking for 10 hours Monday to Friday would make such a difference yeah. to you and help all round in the house there. Yeah. Look, these stories just really upset me, to be honest with you, when I hear them. And I, I don't understand why you are so desperately in need. We all hear that today. I don't understand why it's dismissed just on, uh, you know, criteria that are laid down in stone because nobody's situation is the same. You're a young woman, you're 28 years of age and my God almighty, you should be, you know, (laughs) I know, I know, you should be, you should be living a normal life and doing things that you want to do. Look, um, you have you have mentioned throw out that social media, will you? Uh, aspect of things oh, yeah. that, that people can have a look at this and follow you and try and get on board, please. Yeah, of course. So um, I started a New Year's resolution this year, and I said to myself, I'm going to um, raise awareness for FND just because of experiences I've had. You know, there is not a lot of understanding about it, even mm. with medical professionals. 
So I have taken to Instagram. Um, my Instagram account is Amy Campbell underscore. It's A I M W E. Um, and I'm just kind of starting out, but but the plan is to share my story, um, like share my symptoms. I hope that I could offer some people advice that yeah. may have FND as well. And to be honest, um, with this whole carer thing, I really want it to change for people coming in my footsteps because I don't want them to have to fight as much as I have. Good on you, young woman. At Thank you. Amy Campbell, A-I-M-E-E Campbell, C-A-M-P-E-L-L, is that it? Uh, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L, yeah, there's a B yeah. there. Yeah, because I just see it there, it's actually printed without the B, you must check that out, just check that out. Uh, that yeah, so it's at Amy, A-I-M-E-E-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L, at Amy Campbell. Uh, check her out on Instagram and follow her story and if there's anything you can do, it would be appreciated. I wish you well. We'll keep in touch. I hope this log jam is broken. You get the help that you deserve and uh, that this long stint of experiencing FND ends sooner rather than later for you. Thank you, Amy, for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. Isn't she lovely, Amy Campbell? Isn't it just head scratching when you hear stuff like that, isn't it? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text if you want to say something to us on the show. Shy, tell your story to me. A hairy moment for you. There's a grand if you do. I need to know on the late lunch show. Yes, you do know by now. I have a thousand euros to give away to one of you by the end of the month. It's January on late lunch. All you gotta do is come on here and tell me about your hairy moment. And joining me this afternoon is Lisa Cummins. Afternoon, Lisa. Good afternoon, Jerry. Well, 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 your hairy moment was prompted, actually, wasn't it? I was talking last week about a hairy moment that happened to my mother years and years ago, the oranges and the guard at the tolls, yeah. and you were listening. It, I was listening, and it just brought back, well, now it's a lovely memory because Mammy's gone, but it brought back a memory when we were going on holidays. We stopped up to get food, and we got back into the car, and we were driving down, and at that time there's no motorways. That's about 18 years ago. Yeah. And uh, of course, the child decided to do a poo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, what are we going to do?" And my mother was like, lifted her leg up and said, "It's okay. It's only a little ball." <laughs> and Mammy didn't believe in, in wipes. It was always the cotton wool and the Johnson lotion. Yep. And she just put the cotton wool in, lifted the ball out, threw it out the window. <laughs> Straight onto a squad car. <laughs> a guard car. A guard car, and it was it wasn't a guard car. It was an unmarked one because we didn't know until the blue lights came on. <laughs> <laughs> and the man said, "Do you know what you threw out the window?" I mean, mother said, "I'm so sorry. We're asking for something to eat, and she left our bag behind her, and we've no nappies left for the baby." <laughs> and I'm like, "He goes, well, if it had it been raining, and I put my wipers on, and I was like, oh, cringe." <laughs> How um, would you was... ever imagine the timing of that? So out the window, an unmarked car, the car was passing. It hit the windscreen. Hit the, the windscreen. windscreen. Did you just drive on at that stage? No, they pulled us over. 
Oh, 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 so but we are driving. You're going one way, and the car's going the other way. Was it the guard car? And he, the guard car turned. Oh, and oh, came after us. Came after you. See, you, you you drove on. You were driving, were you? No, my husband was Your driving. Husband was I was driving in the back of the car. Okay. And my mother, my mother's a scream. She kept saying, "But you know yourself. Have you got kids? My granddaughter's bum. If she does a poo, she comes out in blisters if it's not changed straight away. She was making up all these." Funny things to the guard, and I was like, "Mom, just shut up, just shut up, just shut up." Yeah, we got a fine for it. What? Did you? Yeah, yeah, we got a fine. Oh uh, yeah. no! Because he said it could have caused an accident if it hadn't been raining. <laughs> and why put on? Could you imagine, there, Jerry? I'm just picturing it. Okay, so she out the window, hits the windscreen of the car. Oh. Your husband drives on, and the next thing he looks in the mirror, and there's a blue light flashing coming up behind you, and you're yeah, wondering, the what the up, hell? The flashing us. Oh, like, I knew, I knew. I said, Mum, they're after you. Oh, not at all. I said, it's only a child, they won't care. And I was like, oh, my God. So you're actually fine for your child's poo landing on yeah, the window well, of, a, of an unmarked guard car. Yeah, I think it was something like twenty pound. That was like the dearest. Ever. That was the dearest. <laughs> you ever, 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 ever. And it's only when you were on about your oranges on the guard, I start laughing to myself. I was like, "Oh, mine's much better than his." Oh, <laughs> it's way better. It's way better. Oh my god! And I'll tell you, ah, oh, that was that was low. Now I have to say, whoever, whatever guard, uh, find you for that. I, I'll tell you what, go out of that. Yeah, Jeepers right. tonight. Yeah, at, that, at that time, Jerry did find your mother. They 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 do their own mummy. <laughs> Lisa Cummins, thank you for joining me. You're in the mix with yeah. your January story today. God bless you. God bless, bye. Take care, bye. Have you a hairy moment? Will you tell it to me on late lunch? Thousand euro could be yours. 086-1800-658. By WhatsApp or text, get in touch with us now or give us a call at the station. Anyway, up to two we go with Mr Elton John. And I'm still standing on your late lunch this Monday afternoon. Amy Campbell was with us top of the show. She's looking for a small support from the health service in Ireland. You heard her story. Uh, another Amy's just been on to us to say that she met Amy Campbell when she was in hospital and they struck up a great friendship. Um, she said to me that uh, she says to me this, Amy, thank you so much, Jerry, for sharing Amy's story. Uh, what is happening to her at the moment is disgraceful. She deserves more than this. And the HSE need to do something about it. I hope that everything good in life comes her way. She deserves all the happiness, says Amy. That's A-M-Y. Uh, there's another one there. It's absolutely ridiculous, Jerry. I am so touched by that story of that young lady. Who's supposed to be in charge of this stuff? This needs to be sorted. Thanks indeed. Keep your comments coming. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Now, my next guest I came across on social media quite recently and I said gotta have you join me in the studio when I tell you that among her many talents she's a practitioner of Chinese medicine an acupuncturist and she operates from behind that blue door on the main street in Black Rock Village I'm delighted to say hello this afternoon to Nolene Malone hi Nolene hello Jerry. thanks thank for you. having me in. ah thank you for joining me on the show this afternoon um 
first off, tell our listeners about you. You're, you're back home now working in, in your native county, Louth. But at 17 years of age, young woman, you headed off on this journey. Just give us a synopsis yeah. of where it took you. And I think everybody thought I was a bit mad at the time. (laughs) (laughs) So at the time I had looked into acupuncture and Chinese medicine. I'd gotten fascinated in it from a young age. And there were two degree programmes offered in London. So off I went. I chose Middlesex University because at the time they were five years. And part of it was go to Beijing. And who wouldn't want to travel and do six months working in hospitals there, learning Chinese, the immersing in the culture and really getting all that hands on. Fantastic. And, you know, then I came back and I wanted to come home, but at the time I went to Galway and then I set up clinic there. I worked in a physiotherapy practice and lectured for a while before moving to Donegal and then last year moving home. So it's lovely to be back home. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> some journey, you know, and some experience, I have to say. Yeah. You have now under your belt from, from, all, from all of those years. Why Chinese medicine? What fascinated you about it? What is it? When I was 11, I was brought to a practitioner and they gave me Chinese herbs and they looked at what the root cause was. I'd been to the doctor for years with like headaches, feeling sick at the time and it turned out I had an allergy to dairy and egg and when they gave me herbs and supported it you started to feel better and after that they were talking about energy and just how to balance it and that your body knows what it needs and using food as medicine and I suppose my mum would have been into different complementary therapies I trained in Reiki when I was 14 and went to yoga so I became just fascinated with a lot of the different complementary therapies and Chinese medicine stood out. It just made sense to me like nothing else. Um, it, it's quite simple to understand, even though a lot think it's really complex. You say, and I quote you here, mm-hmm. I believe that the human body has a natural ability to heal itself and maintain a state of optimum health. Oh, do you know something? <laughs> the dream. <laughs> that, Nolene, is the dream, isn't it? It really is. It is. But can it be achieved? I think that's like the beautiful thing is their bodies constantly like it wants us to feel well. It wants us to feel good. So it's constantly trying to find that balance. And it's like anything. We have to feed it the right things, provided the right condition for things to flourish. Yes, there is a percentage of stuff like 95 percent roughly, of illnesses that happen are down to lifestyle and stress. Only a small are genetic. And even at that, you could be carrying a gene for something, but you've a good lifestyle and you're looking after yourself, you're eating well, you're getting your sleep, you've got real purpose and meaning in your life. That gene doesn't activate. I could be not looking after myself, not a carrier of the gene, but I get the condition. You know, and over the years, I've seen amazing results that have blown me away, where even I'm going, well, we'll give this a try. And then it's like, you know, it's amazing. (laughs) 95% is down to lifestyle stress and all those things, environmental matters. yeah, Yeah, a lot, like a lot of it is. And we know that, you know, as the years has evolved, We've kind of drifted from the more traditional ways of tuning into the natural rhythms, the cycles, the seasons. 
And we've kind of gotten caught in this conveyor belt of go, 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 and there's a lot of overwhelm. So if you think the body's constantly in this fight or flight, when the body's in a healthy state, it's more in rest and digest. So we need to look after kind of how we're feeding ourselves, how we're showing up and even tapping into, like for men and women, we have the 24 hour clock. So it's more masculine. So that's one cycle we have. And then for women, we've the infradian rhythm, which ties into the menstrual cycle, the moon cycle. So it's roughly 28 days. And when we learn to kind of tune into our bodies and connect to those cycles and rhythms, like they affect the orchestra of our hormones. So we can make great change. Do you know, it just depends. And it's not about overhauling everything at once. It's about making those small, sustainable, because if our body's already in fight or flight, if we go and throw the kitchen sink, we're in more fight or flight. We last three weeks and we're away. Do you know, I'm just thinking here what you say. It's relentless in life. You know, you have, you just come off the Christmas break and the new year. And then the next thing, bang, you're into, you know, the Valentine's thing. All these things have been pushed at us relentlessly, you know, trying to drive us along Mm. in our lives. That's part of it as well, isn't it? It is totally. Like, I think it's up to us to kind of choose what we're letting ourselves tune into. Yeah. Do you know, and I find with social media, like... There's an overwhelming amount available now of things to do, of superfoods out there, of, you know, try this, you'll feel better. When really a lot of it, we need to step back. If I'm constantly worrying and thinking there's something wrong, do you know, and going looking for the answer, rather than slowing down, tuning in to what my body actually needs. That's what you do. Yeah. You bring us back Back. to within ourselves, those clocks you mentioned there and that Mm. whole thing. Is is what you're all about. You mentioned Chinese medicine is simple. What do you mean simple? That it's simple. Well, it's like a lot would find it's quite like it's totally different to Western medicine. So for that, when you're first starting to learn about it, it can feel like, what is this all mm. about? And the good thing is science is catching up with it now and showing the different things that we know work. But it really looks that, you know, if I'm kind of not eating well or I could be actually I could be eating really well but I'm really stressed so my digestion isn't as strong as it needs to be so it's not absorbing the nutrients that it needs I could be taking all the supplements and it's not absorbing it so what we need to do is pair back and look at what's the daily habits and habits and are you starting to sit down and really even chew your food you know are you like getting a routine with sleep are you going to bed at the same time getting up at the same time nowadays it's a lot about even limiting our screen time and stimulation because we get that tired or wired we go to bed we can't sleep because we've basically we think we're winding down watching tv or scrolling on our phone but it's actually stimulating us more so our nervous system doesn't relax and really in Chinese medicine, it looks at the energy flowing through the body. It ties into that nervous system response and it works like acupuncture. Everything that we do is working towards supporting the body, returning to that balance. And it's no, there's no one size fits everybody. What works for you mightn't work for me. Yes. So it's about getting to know you as a person, getting to know your story, what your body needs. 
and then starting to make those changes. And like really in Chinese medicine, even when you're there, they're using the weather to describe things and how it shows up in the body. They look at your body like, you know, your home, your garden. Are you actually adding the different nutrients in? So winter is the season for building. And then we move into to spring and it's for like rejuvenating. So we even feel that natural shift. So in winter, I very rarely start anything new in winter. <laughs> it's for tidying up, it's for hibernating, yes. it's for starting to let those seeds of potential come to life. And then, you know, even evaluating where you are, what you're doing day to day. And then come spring, you feel you get that surge of energy. Yes. But if we're kind of pushing 24-7, we never get that time to rest and restore and actually you know, just give our body time. We all need that winter. It reminds me of the Celtic calendar. And it is, it ties in with that. And I think that's why I feel so drawn to Chinese medicine Mm. is that. And you haven't mentioned mm. a pill or anything you're talking. You know, that's what I'm, I'm here fascinated. I am, I am fascinated by what you say because there's nothing about, you know, (laughs) a pill or medicine or anything. It's tapping into self. And it's you use the medicine like I use acupuncture, I use herbs, yeah. I use supplements as and when they're needed. Mm. And like I find, you know, I've trained in functional medicine as well. And it's showing I feel like it's nearly the bridge between Chinese medicine and Eastern medicine, because what it does, a lot of the supplements that are coming now through the practitioner ones include herbs. They include Chinese herbs that I know their formulas I know. And they're talking more about looking at what's the root cause of something, starting to change it, looking at lifestyle, spending longer, getting to know somebody, not just five minutes and actually starting to promote like it becomes a way of living. It's not just something you do for three weeks. And I think the real lessons at the bottom of, you know, feeling your best self is like deep down, no matter what's going on in life. You have this sense of knowing this trust that, you know, no matter what challenge life brings me, I've got this. I've got the tools, the resources, you know, it comes and that's how we end up flowing through it with more ease. Nolene Malone is with me on Late Lunch. She's behind the blue door in Blackrock Village. We'll tell you more about that in a few minutes' time. Let's talk a little more about the aspects of what you've been telling me. And I'll tell you, I get you. I get what you're saying. I really do. Um, You sort of have five foundations uh, that people, if they look at these and concentrate on these, work on these, it'll make a huge difference. Move. Let's talk about move force. What do you mean by yeah. move? Is that just exercise? It is. And I think like with these, so in Chinese medicine, there's five elements and they connect into, in, there's five seasons. So each of these ties into that. Okay. So in movement would be looking at, like we have a tendency to go hard at everything. If I'm not pushing it, I don't know how many times, like I worked in a physio clinic, people getting sick and doing hard sessions and thinking that's good. Really, when we talk about movement, we need to get our energy moving. And yet it's listening to what nourishes us. So is it something more gentle, more restorative, or is there times where I need to push it? If I'm highly stressed and I go in and do an intense workout, I'm sending my body more into more stress. If I'm tired after exercising, that's a sign that doesn't suit my body. So sometimes we think just because someone told us I need to get up in the morning, I need to do a 3K run and then I'll grab a coffee and I'll go to work. 
simply by switching and ensuring to follow that rhythm of the day that like really we're meant to eat within 60 minutes of getting up. So often if you get up and you do a little bit of like a minute or two of breathing and tension, our energy can be a bit stuck. So even if you shake or a gentle bit of movement, have your breakfast within that hour. Make sure you've something with protein in, have your coffee after breakfast and then see how you can fit your movement in. The difference that slight switch makes is unreal. Do you know? So I think yeah. it's just like how we build those habits. So movement, it's really about like we have to move the energy. So we can never have too much energy. What we can do is a lack of it or a stagnation of it. If we're not moving our body, we can shift how we feel simply by moving it. Right. And it doesn't have to be a three or a 5K or yeah. run yourself into the ground. On to thought for a second. Yeah. Thought. Well, our thoughts create everything. Mm. <laughs> and so I think it's really one of the kind of first steps we need to look at is how are you talking to yourself? What are you listening to? And then how are you responding to that thought? We don't have to believe everything our mind says. It can, you know, be our best friend and our worst nightmare. (laughs) And I think a lot of us have a really powerful inner critic and then it's learning to really, um, you know, flex the muscle and build our inner encourager. And I've just copped I talk most to that person or that thing in my head every day. All of us do. Yeah. More than talking to anybody else or anything. It's that within us. So we nearly have to weed those thoughts out. And it's like if I feel, oh, my God, I have to go to work today and I have to make dinner this evening. What if we go? I get to go to work. I get to make dinner. I get to nourish myself with food. I get to come here and speak to you. It's a different outlook. Do you know, it changes the It changes the, the narrative and everything. Yeah. And energy. I know what you're it's, talking about. Yeah. The energy of it as well. You mentioned food. I better skip on to these because we won't food. get through the food as well. You say it's not just what you eat, but why you eat and how you eat and how we digest. Yeah, and I think it's really important. We have to know why we're eating something. If we understand why we're eating something, we get way more of the nutrients out of it. How we eat is really important, making sure that we're eating regular meals. So if we've got like where we're going maybe all day without eating, it's not good. It's sending our cortisol or insulin all over the place and it throws off everything else. They're the foundations. So even taking that moment to take a pause, a breath before you sit down, look at what you're eating, even feel grateful to like having this food. You absorb way more from it your digestion's relaxed you need to be in that rest and digest mode Mm. to be able to actually digest what you're eating and take time over it you wouldn't want to be sitting at my table and only (laughs) with me you'd give out hell to me I know you really should take a little more time and take time to digest it properly and that I'm sure it causes an awful lot of problems breath okay breath you say to learn how to breathe consciously is one of the most vital self-care practices why well What we breathe in is their second source of nourishment Mm. and energy. So a lot of us, if when we're rushing around and I see this a lot, a lot will come in and they don't even take a breath or they're breathing shallowly just from their very upper chest. When we start as babies, we all breathe through our bellies. 
You notice the difference as soon as you start to breathe into your belly, your body calms. We stimulate that um, vagus nerve. It brings us into a different space. And like I'd have a lot even that I'd say, I'd love to do running, but I don't, I can't get the breathing. And they think it's running's the problem. But you start to look at how they're breathing day to day and they're breathing really shallow. So when you start to work with belly breathing, then they've got their breath for everything else. And when we're breathing through our belly, through our chest, through that layer, again, our body's in that rest and digest mode. We're more able to think clearly. We get more done. Whereas if we're shallow breathing, we're in fight or flight. We're not getting enough oxygen and we start getting tired, feeling like three o'clock, I'm going to fall over. You know, whereas if we even stopped and did like 10 or 15 minutes of breathing or rested. It makes a difference. difference. Makes a huge difference. And rest brings us on to sleep. Are you one for having a regular sleep time, going to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time, getting the hours in? Our body loves routine. So having that routine and going to bed, how you wind down, how you like wind up really, bookending your day makes a big difference. And, you know, I think research found that we need seven hours and 42 minutes sleep to be healthy. As adults? Yeah. More, of course, if you're younger until they sleep. Endlessly That's it, because they've teens. so much more growing and energy's yes. burning, so they need 7.42 more. is 7.42. the aim, 7.42. Now, I did time my clock and test it, and it does work because you actually wake up feeling refreshed. Like, sometimes we can oversleep. And it's good, like, I'll go to bed early every so often as well and take that extra sleep and charge. And then in Chinese medicine, they talk about that's your big yin, your sleep at night. What about the little yin during the day? So we need to be a bit like the Mediterraneans and try and get that now. Siesta. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have it. Look for me. I can't have siestas any day. But I love to. I often do that. Go home in the evening. I would tell Louise that have my my evening meal and I'd nap for it. Sure. Now, it's a bloody devil, because when you nap, then sometimes you're trying to get asleep later on and you've knocked the sleep off you. You know what I mean? But if you can do it at mm. all, it's good, you say, during the day to take yeah. a little. Yeah. And that's it. If you do too late in the day, yes. it does affect you so you kind of want to do it earlier and sometimes even if you're up earlier even doing it at 11 o'clock yeah like I went and had my little meditation siesta about 11 o'clock before coming in here do you know <laughs> it's Lucky just part you. of your practice yeah <laughs> listen I could talk to you lots more I just wanted to introduce you today on late lunch tell them where they can find out more about you so my website has everything there nolinemalone.ie and you can book online and like I do offer consultations online or from Black Rock and in South person. Beach Medical Centre yeah yes. in person yeah that's uh, the blue door in Black Rock on the main street South Beach Medical Centre Nolene is there I've enjoyed you so much today. You've given me a lot of food for thought and I'm sure our listeners as well. Thank you for joining me on the show. I wish you well. Thank you so much. It's been lovely to be in chatting. Delighted to welcome her back for our first feature of the new year, Sinead Kelly. Happy New Year to you and thanks for joining us again this year. You're very welcome. Happy New Year to everybody. And your new friend is with you as well, of course. I settled into studio like... Yeah, no bother. No yeah, bother. She's looking for biscuits. She... <laughs> I think we can organise that. Sinead, let's get straight to business. I have a question in for you. And this is probably quite... 
what would you say, a mundane one. But a listener wants to know, why does my dog uh, pee on poles, walls and other places while out walking? And why does he stop and sniff like mad? I can't nearly move him on during the walk. Could Sinead explain those? And is there any difficulty with them stopping and sniffing different scents? No. So basically, uh, it'd be a male dog almost certainly and he's just urine marking. So basically, um, dogs communicate hugely by smell. Um, dogs are really territorial animals. So every time your dog is out for a walk, they're picking up all the smells from the pee and the poops. That's uh, hopefully the poop has been picked up. But obviously the urine uh, smell and stains will give so much information to your dog about which dog has been here, whether it was male, whether it was female, whether it was a female in season. Um, it, it's, 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 it's a world that we can't even understand. And it's one of the reasons why dogs love walks, love exercise, love getting out and about the sniffs and smells. So there's nothing bad about it. There's nothing wrong about it. But yes, it's a little bit tedious. Um, I do get a bit frustrated when I see sometimes owners pulling their dogs along and not letting them sniff. Let them sniff. That's what okay. they're going to do. A walk is no fun if you're a dog, if you can't <laughs> sniff anything. So let them sniff, let them pee. And often they'll be peeing. And by the time they get to the 10th pee, there's hardly any pee left. But basically, they're then marking, leaving their scent. So it's all a behavioural thing. So you'll find unneutered males are probably more into that kind of behaviour because there's more of a hormonal drive. But certainly even female dogs will be mad smelling other dogs' scents and will mark as well themselves. But certainly, let them do it. It's just a totally pure, normal doggy behaviour. And that's the equivalent of us screening through our messages on WhatsApp or looking at Facebook. They're getting all the info. You know, uh, Teddy's been here from round the block. Uh, Missy's been here. It's so exciting. And if you ever watch a dog running and sniffing and smelling, it's a whole world that we can't even imagine. Isn't that something else? I'll never look at it, look at it the same again. Social media for <laughs> Social dogs. Social media for it's dogs. It's all going exactly. on when they're yeah. peeing and sniffing out in their walks. I love it, Sinead. It's no harm. Anyway, that's the message yeah. to, the, to the listener today. No bother with it. Let them add it, Sinead says today. Now, we have a, a kitten. It's now going on four months old. Should we take it to the vet soon? Absolutely. So, yeah. So, basically, uh, all cats uh, are prone to several kinds of quite nasty infectious diseases so mainly um, the, the agents that cause cat flu so feline herpes virus caliche and chlamydia um, a really nasty virus that causes panleukopenia um, and these are core vaccines as well as the vaccine against feline leukemia virus so even if you're planning on having your cat always as an indoor cat these vaccines or these viruses you can bring them in yourself on your feet on your clothing if you've been out and about meeting other cats hopefully your cat's going to be going to the vet for new for checkups if they're unwell so they run the risk of picking up these infectious diseases so definitely make an appointment with your vet They'll do a little health check. They'll discuss the course of primary vaccination and annual boosters. They'll advise neutering. A female cat will probably start coming into season around four months of age. So you really want to discuss the, the benefits of neutering. Um, discuss also flea control, worm control. So there's so much preventive health care. So definitely go and get that appointment. Yeah, don't leave it because no. at four months now as well, it's a, it's a crucial time uh, for them. On, on the feline front as well, there's another one. Uh, what does Sinead have to say or advise about bad breath in my cat. Now I'd say it applies to dogs as well, doesn't of course. it? So let's talk about both bad yeah. breath. Yeah, so I mean there's lots of causes. The most common cause of bad breath in dogs and cats is just a buildup of tartar and plaque on their teeth because they're not brushing their teeth. Um, and so you'll get, depending on their diet, especially if they're primarily a soft diet, lots of soft food debris. If it doesn't get brushed away, you get um, uh, the minerals are, are laid into it. It forms the hard plaque and tartar. Um, you get bacteria proliferating at the gum margin and this causes 
causes the bad breath. So number one option is is look at teeth and gums and chat to your vets about getting a, a dental procedure done to get them scaled and polished. Other things can cause bad breath. So say digestive disturbances um, can be a cause of that. Um, or sometimes say things like diabetes. If you've untreated diabetes, um, you can get a kind of a sweet smell off their breath sometimes if they're, they've got a high level of ketones. Um, if they have, um, you know, there's so many different things that can affect their their breath if they're, if they're causing if they're having different uh, digestive issues or respiratory issues or gastric issues so it's definitely not something to ignore it's something you should get investigated but the most common cause is going to be uh, a dental coming from the the teeth and gums and we can do loads now so if you have a chat with your vet, um, unfortunately, we need to anaesthetise our animals to a full proper scale and polish. That's because we need to protect their airway. We need to have them intubated um, prevent any aspiration of, of uh, plaque or tartar. And then once the teeth are all sparkly and clean, you can then chat to your vet about maybe preventive dental care, getting them used to brushing or at least maybe changing to maybe a more predominantly dry diet to minimise tartar buildup. OK, so it can be treated in cats or dogs and can be dealt with. You don't have to, to live with it all the time. Can I ask you a personal one? I have more here, but just Messi uh, will be 13 in in uh, April, the 1st of April. He's now an April fool, oh, dog. Can a... you believe he's 13 oh, at this stage? No. I, I think I told you before, he's having trouble with his movement yeah. and, and arthritis. And I had him back with the guys in all pets, uh, Anne-Marie over there. And we were really worried about him, Sinead. Yeah. He looked to be struggling, struggling big time. But thank God, I have to report, nearly three weeks on since his visit, um, he's doing really well. But he got an injection. Yeah from Anne-Marie at, over there at the time and he's like a new dog now he's on Panadol as well every day yeah, to help him yeah. and he's and on he's the Loxicom and he's on steroids yeah yes. so this injection yeah so there's a really good injection we can give uh, the new drug called Librella or quite recent drug so it uses what we call um, immunotherapy so it's targeting one of the main uh, neurotransmitters or agents that is involved in pain wind up in arthritis so a thing called nerve growth factor um, so it's a totally different way of treating back pain arthritic pain it doesn't have any of the potential side effects say of some of the non-steroidals it's normally a kind of once a month or once every five weeks injection and it can be a game changer so it's definitely a really 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 good thing to maybe chat to your vet and think about it it's like turning back the clock but the poor devil he must be in so much like arthritis and labs and now he's not heavy Sinead by any means but also a lot of people say to me they'll say oh he's not in pain but he's stiff and he's limping that is a sign of pain. If your dog is not able to weight bear normally, fully, you know, weight bearing all four limbs, if they're stiff, that's a suggestion and a sign that they're uncomfortable and in pain. And there's so much that can be done. So chat to your vet. There's lots and lots and lots can be done. Uh, another one just arrived there for you. Hi, Jerry. Can you ask Sinead? We have a four month old rough collie pup. We've dealt with this before, but she will again, I know for you. She keeps eating her own poo. Is there anything we can do? Okay, please? so first of all, it's quite a common behaviour in puppies. Sometimes, a lot of the time, it's just purely behavioural. So the first thing I would say is um, the most biggest priority is to make sure that the little one isn't eating the poops because they're maybe feeling uh, a deficiency. They're not on a complete balanced diet. So ensure you're on a complete balanced puppy diet. Um, make sure you're getting regular worming. So a four-month-old puppy should be getting wormed every kind of three to four weeks up until they're six months of age and every three months. Um, So they're the two most important things to do. The next thing to do, and it sounds really simple and obvious, but when your dog goes out to the garden and poops, go out and pick it up straight away. Because... 
they can't eat it if it's not there. Um, you know, so that's probably the most single important thing. It's probably a behavioural issue they'll grow out of. Some dogs have this propensity for wanting to be cat poo or dog poo. But as long as you've made sure that their diet is balanced, that they're fully wormed, um, the main thing is really going to be limit exposure. So just pick it up really quickly. I don't know, it never seems to amaze me. I ask people, uh, you know, has your dog been having um, normal poops? Have they got diarrhoea? And they'll say, oh, I don't know, should we just out in the garden? And I'm like, do you not clean it up? And they go, oh, yeah, once a week. And I go, once a week? So, yeah. Yeah, pick it up. <laughs> Straight <and> away. <laughs> the dosing and what Sinead advised there. Try those and you should be absolutely fine. Here's another one. Keep them coming to us. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. I have a French bulldog and I've noticed his nose is very, very dry. Okay. Is there anything I can put in it to, pre- to, to prevent that? Okay, well, it depends what she means by very dry. So if she means that it's dry just because there's no little layer of moisture on it, that's not really a problem as long as he is clinically well, eating, drinking, well hydrated. We're not poorly. If she means dry as in kind of cracked and roughened, um, then it might be worthwhile having a little chat with the vet. So sometimes um, dogs with kind of dry, cracked scaling noses, it can be a sign of allergic skin disease or immune mediated skin disease. But if it's just that it looks a little bit dried out, I wouldn't get too concerned. If it's a Frenchie, um, because they have such a flat face, a squash face, because a lot of the time uh, they are doing, they're breathing in a different way to dogs at longer noses, they maybe just evaporate the moisture from their nasal plane and more quickly than other dogs. So just a lack of moisture, as long as our dog as well, isn't a problem. But if we're dry and cracked, then that is a suggestion of some issues and chat to your vet, definitely. And the thing about putting, some people say, well, can I put some moisturiser on? It'll just get licked straight off. So A, it'll probably be minimal effect and B, you don't really know what's in the, the product that you're applying. So unless it's something really, really, really inert and bland like pseudocream, um, you may be risk causing little digestive upsets and things like that. So Good advice there. Hi, Jerry and Sinead. I have a 12-year-old blind Bichon Yorkie cross. She has developed skin tags over the years, but a bigger one has appeared on her head. Should I be concerned? Okay, well, I suppose this is the interesting um what it depends what she describes as a skin tag is that what i would call a skin tag so skin tags um are these kind of innocuous non-cancerous um kind of flat warty type skin growths they they normally have a very kind of slender little attachment to the skin and if that's genuinely what it is, a skin tag, it's, it's nothing nasty. It's not going to cause any problems by being malignant or spreading. It may just get caught in things or it may cause a bit of local irritation. So I would still definitely get a photo of it and send it into your vet um, or make an appointment to see the vet just that they're happy it's a skin tag. Because what you might call a skin tag might, unbeknownst to you, actually be a skin tumour. And sometimes with these things, the only way we know is by taking a little sample of it. But it, it, if, the, if, if, if it looks, as I say, like this kind of flat, squashed kind of wart with a narrow little little stem you know it's almost unlikely to cause any problems but just maybe get a picture send it to your vet just so they're certain um, to make sure it's nothing nasty so in general they're okay oh yeah so if it's a true skin tag if it's what you or I would call a skin tag or you know I would just leave be unless it's maybe an area say on the collar line or the harness line where it's getting caught um, but I would just always say don't presume it's a skin tag because it might be something else 
Paula came back to us about the uh, French oh, good. bully just to say thank you so much. He is very well in himself. Just dry to touch and a bit rough when you touch it. A bit rough. Yeah, I would be happy with that. Like as long as it's not kind of cracking open and looking inflamed or ulcerated or bleeding. Um, as I said, the thing about the Frenchies because their their breathing is just a little bit different. They just sometimes I think their, their nose gets a bit drier. So I think, you know, it sounds like we've a systemically, clinically well, well hydrated dog. I really wouldn't worry. Um, I'm presuming there's no irritation. He's not rubbing his nose, um, you know, as if it's itchy or irritated. So I would just leave well alone. The more you put moisturising cream on that nose, the more he's going to lick it off and he's probably going to end up getting drier. Another one there in on the subject. I mentioned message to you before the break there and he's getting on. He'll be 13 next birthday. Jim's been on to say, I have a senior fella as well, Jerry, like yourself. Could you ask Sinead for a moment just to talk about a senior dog in terms of, <clears throat> excuse me, Exercise, uh, <clears throat> hydration, and uh, in general, looking after them. Myfla is uh, getting a little deaf. Yeah, so I always say be be guided by the dog. So, I mean, definitely as they get a little bit older, um, they're maybe not going to want to walk as far. They're not going to be fit for it, maybe either from a cardiovascular point of view or a musculoskeletal point of view. But if your dog is a dog who loves going out and as we said, getting the sniffs, getting the smells, it may be that instead of going for when you would have gone for your hour hike up the hill, at a pot around the park. So I would still say it's really important to get your dog out for a bit of fresh air, socialisation, potter around, be guided by them. If they're coming in and they're sore or they're stiff or they're more lame, you need to obviously tone it down a little bit. But exercise and getting out is really important. But just be guided by the dog, I would definitely say. Um, Again, if you're feeling the dog is kind of maybe coughing, out of breath, breathless, struggling after a walk, chat to your vet, make sure everything's okay with heart and lungs. Um, Again, ageing, it's just a normal process and there is so much that can be done for older animals now with respect to even if they develop heart disease if they develop lung disease um, so definitely don't just say oh he's a bit out of puff he's coughing a bit he's a bit lame or he's a bit sore you know definitely get these things checked out with regard to looking after them I would just say a bit more molly coddling so you may find that feeding them kind of three smaller meals rather than one or two larger meals might be easier for them to digest you may find that you can might want to break the rules a little bit with regards to treatment you know maybe uh, little bits of chicken turkey just kind of very bland light things um, or maybe if they're struggling a little bit with their appetite adding um, some hot water to their food or a little bit of gravy uh, or just kind of spicing things up a little bit and just being aware that their senses have, have, have dulled a little bit perhaps with regard to losing their hearing and their sight um, again just be aware that they're maybe going to need a bit of help when they're walking somewhere when they're listening for things I often call it selective deafness are they really not hearing us or or is there is there a an actual issue there but just being aware that your dog maybe just needs a bit more help and support uh, and take it easy with them and be guided by them Two quick answers if you could Sinead to these Uh, Mary has adopted uh, a a wild cat Oh wow Uh, Very sensitive to household noises like the kettle boiling uh, anything that makes noise in the house any tips for taming okay so if she has a cat that presumably was a feral cat in in the house okay so the first thing um, she maybe already has done this but I mean it's a lot of research so there's um, the cat abusing pheromone we can have a synthetic format of that in these different um, diffusers there's a feelyway diffuser little plug-ins they produce this cat abusing pheromone it's really effective at reducing stress levels in cats so first of all I would say get a plug-in diffuser in the rooms the cat's in it is expensive it's about 50 quid per each one 
but it's definitely going to help with the stress. The next thing I would say is try and minimise the stressors for that cat. So if you have other cats in the house, uh, make sure there's enough resources for each cat. So each cat has their own place to hide. They say you should have a litter tray per cat per floor of your house. Um, Sufficient food stations, water stations per cat. With regard to the sounds, I think you'll find that as as you get the cat more used to um, the environment, that'll improve. Again, you could try desensitising, say, having the radio on, having the television on um, and just carrying on as normal um, but definitely your feely weight can be very good also chat to your vet um, if your cat is eating well you can get little uh, there's some medications a drug called Zilken Gabapentin sorry there's Robin Robin is giving her opinion um, you, these come in powder form you can pull the powder the capsule apart put the powder in food and they can help to reduce stress and anxiety so Zilken is this kind of milk protein it's not an actual chemical it's very effective uh, Gabapentin is, is an actual drug but very good for anxiety in cats so as I say, try the, the feely way, chat to your vet and just time. We'll hold the others over till next time you hear the flying in this afternoon. She'll be back. I'll hold your questions and we'll put them to Sinead then. You're great. This woman could answer the telephone book. I always say that. We love having you on Late Lunch, Sinead. Thank you so much for dropping in again today. We'll see you soon. And Robin. Absolutely. She might be quiet the next time. <laughs> Live in studio. Thanks a million, Sinead. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Monday afternoon. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week Artist of the Week Yes, I've never featured them before I'm trying to feature those that I didn't feature last time round a few years ago and we'll double back on a few as well in my Artist of the Week A newbie for you today He was born Barry Allen Pincus on the 17th of June 1943 He's 80 years young in Brooklyn, New York City His dad Harold Kelleher was of Irish descent But his mother made the dad change his surname to Pincus. And Pincus was actually a Jewish descendant of his. In fact, my artist of the week has big roots in Limerick. Who am I talking about? I'm talking, of course, about Mr. Barry Manilow. Sadly, his mother and father divorced early on. And Barry, Barry's grandfather, changed his name to Manilow. So that's where the name came from. Bit convoluted, isn't it? Really is. Anyway, he attended the New York College of Music and also worked at CBS to pay his way. He also studied musical theatre, so a lot going on there for the young Barry Manilow. 1964, he arranged songs and wrote the score for the off-Broadway musical called The Drunkard. And believe it or not, that show ran on Broadway for eight years. He wrote jingles for TV ads, did you know this? For KFC, Pepsi and McDonald's to boot. And he sang them too. And people began to notice this young fella making his way. In 1969, he was signed by Columbia CBS Music. But in stepped Bette Midler. You know her? Bette Midler. And she uh, signed him up as her pianist in 1971. 1973, his first album was released. Called it Barry Manilow simply. And from there on, he was on his way. For today, on Late Lunch, I've mentioned the words. It's now time for a song from my Artist of the Week. I love this one. It's Barry Manilow. And I write the songs. song 
together I am music and I write the songs I write the songs that make the whole world sing I write the songs of love and special things I write the songs that make the young girls cry So pleased on late lunch today. When you get the thumbs up from Miss Celia Quine, you know it's a good one. She loves that one. Oh, she loves it. Tells me too when she doesn't like them. No holes barred with our Celia, I have to say. Hope you're enjoying the show today, Celia. See you soon. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Last week on the show, you remember, Sean Curry was with us. And he had a voucher 25 years ago. He got the voucher and he went to Best Man in Swords and they honoured the voucher for him. Well, not to be outdone in the northeast and the Wee County, we have an older voucher than 25 years. Stay with us. We're heading to Dundalk and the House of Murphy where Nolene Drumgoul is standing by. Afternoon, Nolene. Hello, Jerry. Thank you for joining me so much on the show from your wonderful shop there. You were listening to Sean Curry's story. Were you with us last week? Yes, I was. And it prompted something with you. There'd been somebody in with you, a gentleman in with you, was it before Christmas in the shop? Just one or two days before Christmas, he came in with a voucher. Okay, and when we were chatting to Sean, uh, you went uh, and had a look at the voucher again, and I actually have a copy of it here in my hand. Tell the listeners what date's on the voucher. The 22nd of the 2nd, 1992. Go way out of that. Nolene, I can't believe this. You've outdone Sean. This will be 30 year, 32 years of age, this voucher, now in February. Holy moly. Tell us the story. The man came into the shop. What happened? He came into the shop at the voucher. He asked me, was it, would it be still valid? Um, I looked at it. I realised it was around longer than I was here, because I'm here <laughs> 28 years. And I just said I'd have to check it out and get back to him. So I took his name and number. And I put it to one side and when I said I'd have a look at it when I got a chance. So when I was listening the other day, I said, oh, I must look up that voucher for that man. So I rang him this morning and he said he'd be in later on today. If it, to, I said I would validate it and he said he'd be in later on to, to use it up. Nolene, you're so good. And it's to the value of £100 at the time uh, back yeah. in February 1992. Do you know anything to the background of it or where it was or anything? Because I know the gentleman himself, he does want to remain anonymous. He told us he just doesn't want to be mentioned. Do you know anything about it, where, where it's been all that time? Well, I think it was a wedding present. Okay. And it was put away in a box, maybe with photographs or something like that. Yes. And then I think they were moving house, so it was unearthed then. And he just came in and asked, would it be still valid? So, <laughs> so we'd be delighted to honour it. You're so good. This is just something else. I wonder, can this go even further? You now hold the record on LMFM's late lunch for the oldest <laughs> voucher, certainly at almost 32 years. Amazing to think that, it, that it's been sitting there and it's signed and stamped and everything is 100% uh, legit with it. How long are the House of Murphy uh, in Dundalk? Well, we're in Dundalk 34 years now in June. So this was quite an early voucher. Yeah. Quite early from the shop open there. And how long did you say you're with them yourself, Nolene? 28 years. Good woman. 
Well done to you. And of course, you're great friends of ours in LMFM Radio and bedroom, dining, living room, furniture, beds, accessories, you name it, the House of Murphy can look after you. Indeed. And, uh, like, you, you are a, such an established business there. And, I'm, of course, Nolene, sure, look at, there's so many have come into Ireland, uh, foreign-based uh, companies as well, opened up here, others as well, from the country as well. It's a tough business, isn't it? Oh, it is indeed, you know, but we're, we're here a long time and we intend to be here a lot longer. Ah, that's what we love to hear, Nolene. That's <laughs> fight and talk. That's the way to, to address. But look, at you do have. You're renowned. You're great for looking after people. You do what you do. And as well as that, you have a loyal customer base that's really moved on through generations at this stage, hasn't it? Yes, definitely. You know, you can see that every year. You can see a new, younger couple coming along and they're... Grannies would have shopped here, yes. you know, when the shop opened. You yeah. know, so there's it's a great lot, to see. There's a lot to be said for it. Dependability, local business, local knowledge as well, and, and all those years behind you. Anyway, so has he arrived yet for, to, to cash the voucher? Not yet. He said he'd be in later on with his wife. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's a few things that they're eyeing up. So. Yeah, a hundred pounds. The twenty second of February, nineteen ninety two. The name it is on it and all. House of Murphy, and you are honouring it. You don't. You didn't have to, but look at. You know what I mean. You are what you are. A genuine business and fair juice. You got that money is in the kitty a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always say there's no time limit on the gift vouchers. So there you go. <laughs> There you go. There no you go. no time limit. And that's another big selling point for the House of Morphy as well. Listen, well done to you. You are the record holders now and uh, congratulations to you on uh, such longevity and well done for honouring the voucher again. It's great to talk to you on the show, Nolene. Great. Thanks very much, Jerry. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Noreen Drumgool there at the House of Murphy in Dundalk, honouring a £100 voucher from 1992 in the spring of the year. The place was barely open when that voucher actually issued. Louise, isn't that just lovely to hear that again? God, I wonder, can we go beyond? Will we throw it out there? Yep. Anyone do better than 32 32 years of a voucher? Anyone Mm. cash in a longer voucher or have one than that? Let us know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Forgotten Friday to mention my son's birthday, Jared. Happy birthday, belatedly. we in the bag. I forgot about it. No, no, not at all. We had a lovely little evening on Friday. But happy birthday to my son. Love him to bits and we all do. Happy birthday from all of us. And I have to mention another big birthday that slipped by everybody. Eddie Caffrey's coming up Mm -hmm. next with the drive. Folks... 086-1800-658. WhatsApp and text him now. He had a big birthday, hadn't he, recently, Eddie? He had a Eddie? very big birthday. And, you know, he let it slip under the radio. Eddie had a very significant birthday, and he only told us about it as well on Friday. Happy birthday, Eddie Caffrey. Many more years on the airwaves of wonderful music and entertainment. He was three score and ten. <laughs> So you can work that out for yourselves. Three score and ten are Eddie and going strong. Happy birthday, Happy Eddie Gaffrey. Get in touch with him after the show, after late lunch today. He's on straight away, raring to go, fresh and young as usual. Happy birthday again, Eddie. Anyway, we leave you today on late lunch with Houdini and Dua Lipa. See you tomorrow at half one. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. 
Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.